All right, you ready to do this? Yeah, let's go. All right, go ahead. Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. No, actually, that was totally backwards. Yeah, well, it's kind of one of those days, Andrew. Uh, we just uh, just finished some pop-up experimentation for some double-back stuff we've got coming up that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, made, uh, made some new items, uh, tweaked some old recipes, just kind of trying to hone things in and get them to where we're uh, we're happy to serve them. Some old recipes? Paprika? <laughs> um, yeah, we've... <laughs> Sorry, we're just entertaining ourselves. Yeah. We're a little dizzy with, with tiredness. It's been a long week for me, so... Yeah, it's been a, been an adventurous week for Brian. Um, you want to you wanna talk about what, you, what barbecue you've been eating lately? Sure. I did have some barbecue. You did, and you um, brought me some, too, so... Yeah, so... Um, I did a trip out to Albuquerque, part pleasure, part work, and part frustration. Um, on the way out, had Flores Barbecue again, one of the places I've been trying to get out to quite a bit. Um, there's, you know, a handful of places after we've done this top 50 that I'm like, I got to get back, I got to get back. Flores was one on the way out. That was great. Um, before I got to Albuquerque, my car blew up. That was not great. Um, then it was a bit of planes, trains, and automobiles where I had... Uh, multiple different rental cars and Ubers and tow trucks and eventually a U-Haul to carry my poor car back home. No horse-drawn buggy? Um, no, but if they had, if it was an option on Uber, I would have done it. <laughs> Believe it or not, um, so we were there for the, the balloon fest and Uber had an option for a balloon ride. It was a contest they were having and if, if it popped up, you could choose balloon instead of a car and you got a free balloon ride, uh, which I did not get. So, oh, wow. Well. Yeah. You know, so screw them. Um, anyway, uh, so, you know, on the way back, um, well, while I was there, I did get to um, experience the Kansas City-style pulled pork sandwich on a artisan pretzel bun from Dairy Queen. We've talked a lot about you eating fast food barbecue, um, but you continue to do it. I do. Well, <laughs> you know, this is the thing. Um and then complain about how bad it is. It's not always, though. So, and in Dairy Queen in Point, they have uh, brisket street tacos, which actually were not bad. Um, I don't know for a fact, but they probably use Sadler Smokehouse for their brisket. It's a commercial smokehouse. Arby's uses them and a bunch of other places use them. And they really are smoked briskets. Of course, they're chilled and preserved and who knows God what before you actually eat them. Um, but the, the, the street tacos weren't horrible and they I, I have to say they were better than a couple of our places we had on the top 50 runs <laughs> um you know which ones and uh we don't need to dwell on that but um but yeah these were this was horrible it was just this white looking flavorless meat with a drizzle of really bad sauce um so i i did not know that pulled pork was a kansas city thing in the first place um i'm not sure how that works out but it's not a good idea everyone invented everything have you not learned this by now apparently <laughs> apparently right um so you know that there was that and then there was obviously um uh, we got the u-haul drove back and and i kid you not this entire trip um was centered around the idea that i could get to go eat at evie mays again so, uh, for people that don't know, Evan, I've been literally cursing him since he told me he was doing this. <laughs> this is months ago when I was like, Ooh, I think I have an idea. Um, 
so if you don't know, Evie Mays is, is actually not even in Lubbock. They're in a, a suburb just outside of Lubbock. But. And if you don't know, it means you haven't listened to our podcast where we've <laughs> interviewed Arnest Robbins uh, of Evie Mays. So go listen to that. It's a, it's a good interview. He's entertaining. Absolutely. And, and uh, incredible place to eat. But, you know, I, there's so few reasons to ever get out to Lubbock um, for any man or woman or child, unfortunately. Um, but they, there is the Buddy Holly Museum, you know. We, and the gravesite. And the gravesite, you know, which there's actually a gravesite there. And, and if you're into college football, obviously you could, you know, plan a trip around a Texas Tech home football game. Um, so, there, I mean, there are reasons you can get out there. It's just it's it's so far out and so far from anything else you might want to see <laughs> that you really do have to plan to go out there. But uh, I absolutely do absolutely recommend it. Um, I've already told Brian, I think I told Casey Prescott this as well, if we leave at midnight on a Friday, we could probably be first in line on a Saturday at Evie Mays. Well, and my comment to that was, then what? <laughs> then we eat. <laughs> yeah, then what? And then I don't need we, to plan any further you know, ahead than that. Then we eat, damn it. And that was that was that was kind of the uh, the thought for this trip was um, I, I the company I work for has an office in Albuquerque. My office is still closed. Actually, we were opening uh, Monday. The 23rd, but still on generator power after the floods here in Houston, believe it or not. Um, everything seems to be back to normal for some people, but um, I've been working from my home and my wife works from home and we, you know, kind of drive each other crazy even without having to do that. So I figured I'd, I'd go out to Albuquerque and I could work from the office for a few days and then also tie it in with a balloon fest. And, and all of this was predicated around a stop at Evie Mays. So Come hell or high water, I didn't care if I had my car on the back of a trailer on a U-Haul truck I was paying thousands of dollars for. I was stopping at Evie Mays. And so uh, we stopped there Saturday. We got there. Um, no, not Saturday. No, it was Thursday. This is Saturday now. It's Saturday now. Yeah, this is, this is how bad I've been. <laughs> it was me. Thursday that he was there. It was, it was uh, I th if I did the numbers right, I think it was 18 hours of driving that day. Um, but it was able to stop at Evie Mays. Uh, great barbecue again. Uh, I get to try something new, which is a, a cornbread bread pudding. Um, and I, I saw the, the tweet today um, from them that uh, that was Aubrey's idea. They had leftover cornbread. Yeah, Aubrey, their general manager, came up with yeah. that. Um, yeah, Evie Mays is fantastic. If you haven't eaten there, find a way to go eat there. Um, try to try to have a reliable transportation when you go eat there because this <laughs> or end, rent a car every maze is actually very reasonably priced but this ended up being the most expensive barbecue meal brian's yeah, ever had absolutely yeah they do a, a 25 dollar uh beef rib plate beef rib plate with a side with one side that uh that's an entire plate rib that normally will run you 30 to 40 dollars somewhere else um, plus the side um, but you can't forget the desserts i was hoping i could time this when their dessert so their their dessert section was almost open their bakery um, not quite open, so I was kind of hoping to get to see that. I did get to see, um, uh, I, I did get to talk to Artis and see his new mobile pit. So he's building a mobile reverse flow pit um, that they'll be cooking on at the Texas Monthly Festival coming up. Yeah, I mean, uh, Arnis, if you're not familiar, builds his own pits. Every pit at Evie Mays, with the exception of the one oiler that they have, was, was built by Arnis. Um, he, he does a fantastic job, and they're really unique pits. So uh, when you do go there, make sure to check out the pit room and uh, and see see the pits he's built because they, they really are a thing to see. But uh, let, let's, you know, we could talk about Evie Mays for probably 10 podcasts, <laughs> but let's, let's move on to a little bit of... Uh, you know, what else is what else is going on in barbecue? I mean, a lot of the podcasts, we've done a lot of interviews with uh, with different pitmasters and talked a lot about the top 50 barbecue. And, you know, we'll, and 
down the road in the future we'll keep talking about different things as well but let's talk about some uh some up-and-coming barbecues some stuff we haven't tried yet or maybe haven't been to in a while and uh, and some things that are opening here in the hopefully near future yeah so um if i can sidewind it just a little bit a couple of the places and we've mentioned these a couple of places that didn't make the top 50 this time for various reasons that um, really should have um, just to touch on these, you know, Opie's, Curlins, and Blacks are probably the three that yeah, I hear mentioned the, most the, often. Those are the yeah. three biggies that we hear most often. Um, Opie's in Spicewood, um, which is west of Austin. Uh, Black's Barbecue, which is in Lockhart, which if you, if you haven't taken the, the trip or pilgrimage to Lockhart, you should absolutely do that. Um, you know, if you're doing the passport, don't just go eat at Kreitz. I mean, go eat at Kreitz. Obviously, you want to eat there. You want to experience it. You want to get your sticker and all that good stuff. But but go to Black's and go to Smitty's. Um, they're they're literally down the street from each other you can walk from one to the other if you choose to um, but just a lot of great texas barbecue history there um yeah you know, the, the barbecue is is a very throwback classic style um you know especially at smitty's you're not gonna you're gonna get table salt you're not gonna get a ton of black pepper um but the sausage is very good and and the building itself is just building's got so amazing. much history to I it i mean and, and not to knock kreitz but you know their building was built in 99 or 2000 yeah so it's only um, so it's 18 kind years of, old. Yeah, yeah but it's kind of a replica of smitty's in, in a larger form or fashion right and i've referred to it it's kind of like the disneyland of barbecue it, it, and when you go to smitty's it's it's I think 1947, somewhere around there. It may but, be even older than um, that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just a great visit. It's, it's great to go in there and see the layout, the, the fire pits on the floor. I mean, it's just, it, it's so fun to go to those places, the big wood piles out back. Uh, just like a whole field of wood. Right. It's it's just so much fun to go there. So, And then Blacks as well, like I said, is down the street. The uh, the Black family has, has owned it for, gosh, generations at this point. Obviously, there's offshoots of that family that have opened up different barbecue joints kent blacks in san marcos um terry blacks in austin um so, you know it's just it's one of those texas families that has deep roots in, in in barbecue and so if you get a chance to go in there we absolutely recommend it and if you go to lockhart sneak down a little bit farther and go to luling go to city market um it's another one that you know it it's it, I, we've talked about it before, so we don't have to go over it again and again and again. But it's 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 not quite as old as the Lockhart ones. It, it feels like it's from the 70s to me. Uh, not sure exactly when they started, but it's got the wood paneling that always reminds me of 70s homes with sunken living rooms and shag carpet and those little phones that were little circles. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's neat to walk <laughs> through that pit room and order your meat and get your meat from there. And then they've got the the very unique, for Texas anyway, very unique kind of. It's to me. It's a mixture of like a Carolina mustard and a Thousand Island dressing sauce. It's. I mean, I know that that, that almost sounds blasphemous, but it's really good and it works really well with the sausage. Yeah, definitely unique. Yeah. So uh, you know, those are those are just a few. There's I'm a, obviously there's thousands of barbecue joints in Texas, and everyone has their favorites, and those favorites may or may not be on the big lists and all that. But uh, but there's plenty, and there's plenty more that keep opening up in Texas because you know this this barbecue boom just doesn't seem to slow down for us. Um, here in the state and, and you know we, it's a good thing for people like brian and i because you know we get kicks out of going and traveling and trying the new stuff now what are some of the places brian that that you're looking forward to getting to now that now that the whole passport thing is done and we're able to just take quote-unquote normal barbecue runs well I, I know we've been there each separately but I, I do want to get back to Leroy and lewis um, you know, it's always something different they're doing there. So For that's sure. one of the nice things is that it's not, you're not going to get, I mean, you can sometimes, but you're not going to want to get the same thing every time you go. Right. Um, really some inventive stuff. That's, that's one that I, I got to get back to soon. Um, it was really good. 
Um, Twelve Bones was also a, a pleasant surprise, and that's Marco Oglesby, um, formerly of uh, a number of places, uh, Opie's and, and Sh Schmidt family, family. And, and Kreitz and Bryan College Station. Finally opened up his own place, just, you know, a, a rock's throw from Evan Leroy, so it's a nice one-two stop real close there together. Um, up in Waco, why don't you, you talk about what's going on up there? There's a couple of places. That we yeah, there's to. a honky tonk, which, uh, which I know got, got some press, uh, Daniel Vaughn, I believe reviewed them a few months back. Uh, honky tonk does a lot of, I mean, they do your, your standard barbecue, but they also do a lot of, uh, different cultural things as well. Like I know like they, they, they celebrate like Australian barbecue. <laughs> I was going to say, why did you and, remember that? Is that the same one? Yeah. Well, cause they, they, they serve kangaroo that day or that week. And so I, I know that they've done a lot of things like that where they've served just different cuts of meat, different proteins. Um, not that I'm just dying to go and try some kangaroo, but <laughs> but there's, uh, there, you know. No it, Vegemite sandwich? Right, yeah. I, I, could, I could skip the Vegemite or, or people in barbecue that eat Vegemite. But uh, with, with Honky Tonk, it, it's nice, especially when you eat as much barbecue as we do, it's nice to get something different, um, you know, a little variety from, from just the standard trinity. And Honky Tonk definitely offers that, so we're definitely looking. We're looking forward to get out there. Um, Guest Family Barbecue, which is also a truck. Uh, I know they're serving Forty Four Farms out of there. Um, that I've been seeing some really good things and hearing some really good things from them. So we're definitely trying to get out there sooner rather than later. Um, and then, of course, right here and, in our and guess is uh, Reed Guess, who came from Lambert's, right? In yeah, Austin. yeah, was was cooking at Lambert's for for a long time before he he started the truck where he's at now. Um, and then, of course, right here in our hometown, we've got, you know, things coming in in Houston over the next several months um, that, that are exciting. Blood Brothers, who, of course, if you've been to any of the Houston barbecue festivals or Houston barbecue events the last few years, you, you've sampled their food. Um, they've been doing pop-ups for the last few years um, around different bars in Houston. Um, and they are in the process of opening a brick and mortar in the uh, Bel Air Triangle area which I'm extremely excited about because I work two miles from where their new location is going to be. So uh, I will be there probably more often than I should. Well, and what's great about them is they, they have an Asian influence in their barbecue. So it's, again, it's a different, right. you know, it's a different twist on, on what's out there. What they do is pretty unique, even a, um, and this has nothing to do with Asian, I guess, but even a mac and cheese sausage they just came out with. Uh, yeah, the mac and yeah. sleaze. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Blood Brothers are, they're very inventive. They're very creative. Um, and it's nice to, again, get those those different styles and different things that you can't get everywhere. Uh, so definitely looking forward to them opening up. That SWAT sauce. Yeah. If, like if you like it spicy, it, yeah, I'll tell blood, you, but you better like it brings spicy. the spice. Uh, they absolutely bring the heat. Um, so beware when you go there. You know, you're going to get some spice on some, you know, on some of the food that you're that you're ordering, but it's it's done well. And we're really, really excited for those guys. They're a great, great group of guys. Really excited to see uh, how the brick and mortar comes along. Yeah, well deserved. Um, you know the other the other big one uh, is Truth. Who's that? The uh, I've, there's some small little place yeah, I've, I've heard I've of. I've never heard of them. Not I, I've heard of them. I'm just not sure if I've ever been. No, uh, Truth is coming to town. Uh, the Botello family and and more um, coming to right into the Heights, into the kind of what's becoming a, a center of barbecue for Houston now. If you Montrose Heights downtown area really is coming the center of Houston barbecue. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that we've always kind of been envious of Austin of is if you're like us and you want to do these barbecue runs, you could go to so many places in Austin and they're in a short mile radius. Whereas Houston is just, I mean, it's more of a sprawling city. It's more of a laid out landscape. It's hard to hit multiple Houston joints, or at least it was for a long time because you'd have corkscrew in spring and Killens in Pearland. Well, that's 
45 miles apart from each other <laughs> you know and regals you've got on on the towards the west side of town so now you're starting to get this this cluster that you know that allows you to do you know a pretty good barbecue run from pinkerton in the heights truth when it opens um the pit room's not going to be too far from those either it's just it's going to be nice to see how how that area develops over the next few years in terms of barbecue with with breweries like brash and yeah. buffalo bayou you know you could you could make a nice little beer and barbecue run yeah without yeah. driving hundreds of miles you, you absolutely could um so yeah of course we're, we're excited for houston and for, for, for tru- oh, of course <laughs> but yeah truth's coming to houston if you haven't heard i don't know what rock you've been living under but yes truth is coming to houston we are very excited for it we will be there probably quite often um and you know we're excited to uh to see what they have in store because my understanding is they they will have a probably more expansive menu than they have at the brenham location uh, just because they'll have more room to maneuver. If you ever been to Truth, it's about the size of your closet. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but whoever it is, <laughs> your closet is probably the same size as Truth's kitchen right now. They're you know they're in a really small space in Brenham, so it's going to be nice to see Leonard, such a creative guy, such a hardworking pitmaster. It's it's going to be interesting to see what what he comes up with now with this uh, brand new restaurant coming in. Yeah, pretty excited about that. Houston landscape continues to grow. Um, you know, Patrick Fegis after leaving. Um, Killen's Barbecue is doing pop-ups, working his way with Aaron to do their own restaurant. Right. Well, of course, and then the stint at Southern Goods. Oh, yeah, in between. After, yeah, after yeah. Killen's, where he was doing and, you know, I was going to say, and, and Southern Goods is where he really started to take foot into doing, kind of going his own way and doing whole hog, bringing whole hog. It's not like nobody's ever done whole hog in Houston before. But uh, definitely, he stepped up the game, and he, that's kind of become his thing now. Yeah, and I would say that... Every time I've had his whole hog, it's better than the previous time. Like he's really, he's really tuned it in, and it's it's excellent now. Um, at the time at Southern Goods, on top of the uh, oh, on know, top of the cornbread, cornbread with the slaw on top, and then the sauce that he had with it. Right, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm drooling thinking about it now. But <laughs> right, I mean, it's, yeah. th- that's just a very talented uh, married couple right there. Aaron Fegis has a very extensive resume of cooking in world class restaurants and developing menus for some of the great restaurants here in Houston. Um, so the, the two of them together, I'm sure they're going to have a really creative menu um, of just, you know, fresh, fresh ingredients, high quality proteins. It's just, you know, when they get open and believe me, we cannot wait till they get open. But when they open, it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty big for the city it, it, to have a restaurant like that in, in town. So we're we're excited for that. And there's there's another gentleman doing uh, pop ups that uh, has a little bit of, of barbecue history as well. I'd probably like to get him on the podcast and do some talks, but Willow Villarreal. Yeah, Willow's been on the scene for quite a while. Um, he, he's been doing pop-ups at Grand Prize Bar for, oh gosh, I, I don't want to, don't quote me on this, but <laughs> maybe two years. I'm going to quote you on that. Yeah, well, it's on tape now. But uh, Will, Willow's been... That yeah. shows your age. Yeah, well, I'm an old bastard. Right. Um, so, <laughs> but Willow's been doing pop-ups for quite a while. Um, I know he had worked at the... Uh, Oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the water park in Katy. Katy Water Park. Yeah, we'll there's the only Katie one of them. So Tornado Falls or uh, Typhoon, Texas. Ty- there you go. Ha ha. <laughs> there you go. Um, so now Willow, uh, along with uh, Russell Regals, helped develop the opening uh, menu and the opening items for, for using Bulies. Typhoon, Texas. Yeah, using Bully pits, and uh, he was cooking there for a while. He's been again continually, steadily doing pop ups. 
and uh, I know he's working on opening a food truck now. And uh, there's a big, uh, I won't even call it barbecue, big meat event in the Brenham area. This is the second year. It just, uh, just happened a couple of weeks ago called Butcher's Ball, um, which brings in top-notch chefs, pit masters, just people in the restaurant industry um, trying to cook inventive things. And they, they get judged on it and to see like who has the best dish and this and that. And two years running, it's been won by Willow Villarreal. Um he won for a beef cheek dish this year, and uh, I believe it was beef ribs last year that he won for. And, and beef cheek is the new beef rib. It is. It is. <laughs> so You're seeing beef cheek on a lot of menus yeah. these days. Where, where beef ribs took off in popularity just a few years ago and, and just became every every on every single menu, it seems like. Um, beef cheek is coming there as well. It looks like more and more popular. It is. And, you know, Will, Will is a talented cook. We're, you know, we're excited to see, you know, how the food truck un, unfolds and, and what he's got in store for the future, but the uh, the man can cook, and we're we're excited to to eat more of his barbecue. Yeah, I've got to get out there. That's uh, we we need to make like a um, weekend afternoon local trip again and hit some of these new places. Yeah, um, you know, there's there's other ones out there as well. Uh, My yard reaction. Um, there's the um, Victorians. There's um, in in fact um, opened up again barbecue Godfather. Yeah, up at he's at Deacon Baldy's now at the Woodlands. Um, number of places like that that have opened up that we just got to get out and eat in my my hometown I, I, it's probably going to be too late by the time I go home I think they're closed tomorrow there's a place called Rib Masters that opened up um, I've had one visit to a place called the Meeting Place um, just everywhere you look there's there's new there's barbecue barbe- joints there's opening barbecue up. opening everywhere yeah and, I mean it's... not all are great you know but um, but some of these I mean some of these we're really excited to see um, maybe on the other side of that. Um, a couple of other ones have been announced. One um, out in East Houston called the Smokin' Honey House. That may or may not be a barbecue joint. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like it could be something Marvin Zindler would, uh, would shut down back in the day. Slime in the ice machine. Uh, I was thinking of. I know. know, what he's famous for. Yeah, there The go. best little whorehouse in Texas. The man that shut him down. Um, so that one, the interesting thing, and it may even be open. I apologize if it is, and I don't know. Um, but 500 seats and uh, their pitmaster as a competition background as well. So, um, you know, it, interesting. You know, I, I couldn't tell you whether it's good or not. I haven't been, but um, interesting, large place. They, I think they're going to do live music and some other stuff, which is well, with a, what with I miss. Yeah, with 500 seats, yeah. and they're, they're going to have to make it more than just a barbecue joint because, you know, that's, that's a big space. But, yeah, I mean, everywhere you look, there's some, something new opening. Um, you know, di- different pedigrees. Obviously, uh, oh, w- one place that we haven't talked about yet, Papa's Barbecue is opening up the Delta Blues Smokehouse. Papa's. 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 Papa. I'm just going to say Papa's. They're opening up a Mississippi barbecue <laughs> joint based on the name. Yeah. But I'm not sure where, where Delta Blues and Smokehouse come into play, but uh, maybe they'll have live blues music there, which I'm down for. Yeah, I, I really wish, you know, I, I know that um, uh, uh, Pinkerton does it, occasionally it's got a very small area um, I know Wes at Papa Charlie's has done it once or twice but we really don't have a, a good music live music venue for barbecue I mean that takes me back to my one of my favorite places to see that at is is Hayes County barbecue he's wearing a Hayes County shirt yeah. as we I, actually this. I am and you're, wearing, <laughs> and you're wearing an Opie shirt so um, you know yeah I, I wore my Hayes County shirt you wore your Opie shirt but um, you know and, and I'm not gonna complain too much but i will stand on my soapbox for a minute and say i mean you know cold beer live music and barbecue is just such a wonderful time and it doesn't even have to be an act he knows it can be a cover of an act he knows absolutely and he will go 
It can be a replica of an acting nose, and Brian will go. I don't mind that at all. In fact, we'll, I'm not going to divert too much, I promise. <laughs> but look, would you rather see the Rolling Stones now, or would you rather see a band that looks and sounds like the Rolling Stones 20 years ago? Uh, I'll go with 20 years ago simply because it's about $8,000 to see the actual <laughs> right. Rolling Stones now because you know they've got Medicare to pay for it. Yes. <laughs> they probably have giant families, too. Right? <laughs> oh, I, I think they're still having kids. <laughs> <laughs> that is scary. Um, not as scary as some of the barbecue we've had. Um, so That's called a segue. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, we're not going to talk about bad barbecue on this show. We really try not to. Um, you know, everybody's out there trying to make a living and doing it. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I feel bad when we go eat bad barbecue. And, like, generally we're pretty honest and we tell people. I mean, we never lie. and We never say, oh, your barbecue is great if it's not great. But um, it, it is really hard to tell somebody that's that's working hard and doing their business that they're just not getting it and there's all different kinds of barbecue out there i mean you know there there's different levels of barbecue different types of barbecue different things that are good and bad you know but um in general i mean the, the places we've talked about in the past the places that we really try to promote uh friends of ours um you know they're they're out there doing top shelf stuff and that's why we try to keep promoting them absolutely and then again you find you just can't go to every barbecue place expecting the same exact items to be good. And I know we've talked about this before, but, you know, certain places you may find, if you find a couple of different things that are unique to that place that are good, then by all means, go back there, eat that and support them. But it's it's one of the downfalls of if you try to stick to that tradition of I must eat brisket, I must eat ribs, I must eat sausage, you're going to eventually have a lot of bad experiences with brisket, ribs and sausage. And, you know, but that same place might make really good tacos or they, you know, they might have a, a unique cut of meat that's just excellent. So, Or maybe some really good sausage. They could. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped him in his tracks, but um, that's also a segue. So you know, what we started this, this uh, episode with was talking about our pop-up. So we, we have a pop-up coming. We do this um, probably less often than we should, but we try to do it to, to, for a number of reasons. One, because we really love what we do. Um, we love experimenting and we love cooking barbecue, um, but we're going to do a pop-up on November 4th yep. at the Hop Stop. At the Hop Stop in Humble. Um, that's 801 First Street in Old Humble. Um, it's going to be from noon until 3-ish, 4-ish. It depends on, yeah, we're, we're going to cook as much food as we think we will sell. Um, and so that may sell out at two three four we're not sure we probably won't be there past four so come for lunch yeah. if you're coming or we might be passed out at four. Oh, that's, that's okay. always possible because <laughs> this is a bar so yeah, this is true. so one of the things if you if you haven't been to the hop stop or if you don't know about it um it, it is a very cool craft bar um they have a constantly rotating yeah. series of taps it's about um, 14 different taps of uh of different craft beers most of them texas uh beers every now and then they'll have something from a from a different state but the majority of it's texas beers houston beers um, and they get they get special releases, things like that. It's it's a great bar um, run by great people that have been very good to us, very kind to us, allowing us to uh, do our, our goofy, wacky barbecue experience and experiments here and there. Um, they do cater to hipster doofuses. They, they do. They <laughs> cater to the hipster doofuses. There's a backstory to that. So uh, if you don't know, you don't know. But um, no, great, great folks, great place, um, great beer and some barbecue. Yeah, Saturday, November fourth. <laughs> yeah. There will be barbecue there. We're going to be doing uh, we'll be doing a couple of items that if you've been to our pop ups before, then you you might have tried, but they might be a little different. Um, one of the items we're doing is since it's November and we're getting into Thanksgiving time, we are doing a turkey and stuffing sausage, which we did last year, but we've uh, we've changed it a little bit. Brian, you want to talk about that? No, 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, we. Uh, so this year, we 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 edit. Last year, we really liked it. Um, there were there was a couple of things that we felt like we wanted to to change, but we were still learning sausage, and and you know we weren't really. I wouldn't say confident enough to go as crazy as we have. Uh, so we added two things this time. We're um, we're adding a gravy into the so it's going to be turkey and stuffing with gravy all inside the sausage, um, and that gravy is something that we just got right out of the box. It was cool. <laughs> just add water to if, it. If only it were that easy. No, this uh, this morning we started making uh, turkey stock, um, finished off the turkey stock, and then made a made a gravy with the stock that you know because we did a test batch of it today just to make sure that we like because nothing goes on our menu until we've tasted it and we're happy with how it's come out. So we uh, we made a small batch of sausage today with the uh with the turkey gravy and you know once that well, we have to let the if you know the sausage process we have to let the sausage sit and all that so it's it will be smoked tomorrow and we will taste it if it meets our standards then it'll be on the menu but uh if not we'll tweak it it'll it'll be on the menu regardless because we will we'll get it right before the pop-up but Absolutely. uh well, we can always go back to where it was correct. before which was fine now the other thing that we're doing is um what's what's the biggest remembrance of thanksgiving other than your drunk uncle Oh, my drunk aunt. Or your aunt. No. Oh, okay. well, maybe it was your drunk uncle, and now he's your aunt. <laughs> well, you know, these, these days, you never know. Well, he was, and now she is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, we're also going to be doing some uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. We're going to be doing, say, uh, cranberry barbecue sauce. Um, we're going to have a whole Thanksgiving spread for you guys um, that come out to the pop-up. So the, uh, we'll have a Thanksgiving plate that will have turkey and stuffing sausage with the gravy, a mashed potato with gravy, and that mashed potato will probably have some sort of, uh, probably a smoked garlic element to it. We're still tinkering with that a little bit. Um, and some new casings for the sausage. Right. So um, yeah. Greg at World Casing hooked us up. We we did this last year. We did a couple of different um sausage items we did a, the german sausage on the pretzel bun um, and the the standard sausage casings are just a little too large for that and we made the pretzel buns yeah. that was really a bright idea hey you know we have to learn these things um, doesn't mean we'll do them again remember the time we made our own tater tots um, but the um this is really good stuff the, these are a little bit smaller in diameter they should fit some buns better um, that's kind of we're going to keep tweaking this and playing around with this concept you know where you can get two different sausages on buns too is one of the options um, so we're going to bring a couple of other sausages out there um, other than just the the thanksgiving one we'll do our cubano so i did a first run of the cubano about a month ago um, you know I, I my entire knowledge of cubano comes from the movie chef <laughs> <laughs> so um, never had one until i saw the movie it and um, andrew kept yelling at me to do it and it was, it's the first sausage that really, I guess, is, I don't know, we've done artisan sausages before, but this is this is one that was really tough to pull off, I think. Right, and it's something we thought a lot about, um, like, what's the best way to do it? Because if, you, if you're not familiar with Cuban sandwiches, um, the, the baseline of a Cuban sandwich is uh, roasted pork, and it's usually roasted with some uh, paprika, a little cumin and garlic, a little bit of salt and pepper. It's pretty simple, pretty simple roasted pork. Uh, it also has ham, Swiss cheese, uh, yellow mustard pickles on a baguette and that's that's your standard cuban sausage i mean some some people will say no the pickle should be on the side or this or that so but not getting into all that that's your standard fare for a cuban sausage so we're trying to think of we don't want our sausage to be just a gimmick we want it to be something that actually tastes good that you want to eat 
Um, but we want to be true to that the original idea. So we, we thought long and hard about the best way to, to incorporate all of those items. I mean, we're not going to stuff baguette bread into a sausage. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Croutons, Brian. Croutons. I know. Shh, don't tell everybody. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we, we, we played around with it, and, and it will have ham and pork in it. Um, there will be Swiss cheese, and we'll have a familiar seasoning and flavor profile to your Cuban roast pork. Um, and will because of the the smaller diameter casings that we got from World Casing Corp and Greg Mueller, it will uh, it will be on a bun with uh, with probably some yellow mustard and some house made pickles. That's going to be really good. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're really looking forward to that one, and and we will have a uh, a Cuban side with that as well. Um, so we're, we're we're experimenting some different things, making sure that you know again nothing's going to go on the menu that we're not proud to serve on the menu. But uh, but we like to we like to push the boundaries a little bit. We you know again we we talked about and we talked about in this podcast the don't just get the the standard fare where we're not just going to serve you the standard fare. If you you know if you come to one of our papas just expecting that you may leave disappointed. <laughs> but come with an open mind and, and we you know we're gonna we're gonna serve you something that we're proud of. Uh, we're also doing a. Uh, a beef and pork blend sausage that's going to have more more of a traditional flavor profile i would say um of a texas yeah, we've sausage. done we've been we've done an all beef sausage um and, and beef and cheese and beef and blue cheese um but i've never done a a czech style kind of pork and beef blend um we've always had garlic in there um and paprika yep um, but you know i i've never really gone too far in this direction um, so this will be interesting. It's a 60-40 uh, beef and pork with um, some goodies in there. But it should be more traditional Texas style, not too hot. Um, I did not put any cayenne in it, so it's not going to be crazy hot, but it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, and that one we're going to do in a full-size casing? No, we're going to no, do the turkey and stuffing. No, they're going to the full-size casing as well. Yeah, yeah. The, full, the, the turkey and stuffing will be in a full-size. Um, but yeah, we'll, and we'll, uh, don't worry folks, we will have the tater tot casserole on the menu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Opie's. Th- thank um, you. Opie's, uh, Opie's is our, um, it's, it's an honor or a ripoff or whatever you want to call it. Um, homage. Homage. There you go. No, no, we've, we've talked to Kristen at, at Opie's before. Um, no, it, it, it is something that I got hooked on going there and, um, it, it is a, um, it's it's not their recipe, you know. They won't give me the recipe, but um, but it's it's our version of it, and, and it's gosh just the darn ultimate it, people comfort like it. food, and people like it, and yeah. you know, and so we're yeah we're not stupid enough to show up without it. So. <laughs> we can't. It's now our albatross. So. Yeah, it, it it's is. the one thing that comes purely from a can. Not or, purely, not purely, but, but most of it. Hey. Um, you know, we have tried to make our own tots before. We've made our own. Um, sauce that goes in there um, but it, it is not you know it, it's delicious it's, it's the tasty. least artisan thing we do that was <laughs> yes. the, that was the pc way to say that Come okay on, yeah, the least yeah, artisan. yeah yes yes well it's homemade it is um, but no it is um but it's a lot of fun it's it's traditional um you know the kind of stuff you see at thanksgiving or, or wherever else you know those big family get-togethers right so yeah we're, we're excited you know we haven't been at we haven't been back at a hop stop in a while we did sandwich a pop-up in between the whole 50 passport thing but uh but between that and Harvey and a bunch of other stuff, it's just been a while since we've been able to get out there. So we're excited um, to, to see a bunch of the familiar faces and hopefully some new faces too. Um, we're going to serve you a bunch of different sausage. We will have uh, some different menu items as well. So please, uh, if you're you able pulled to... pulled pork, don't forget. Yeah, yeah we, we, we will have pulled pork. pork. And please don't cringe when you hear the words pulled pork. That's good. I promise you we would not serve pulled pork that tastes like mushy, dry 
flavorless, stringy meat product, which we've mm. had. I know that's then that's that was the majority of my experience with pulled pork for a long time. We'll blow your mind with pulled pork. Hopefully, if we yes. if we don't screw it up. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. I I am very proud of our pulled pork. I think it's something that um, that we do very well. Um, we we're probably not going to do brisket or. Um, the, some of the other stuff that we've done, ribs or brisket this time, because we want to really feature the sausage and the pulled pork. Um, you know, should be pretty inexpensive. It's not going to be a million dollars a plate. Um, great way to come out. Um, you can bring the family out there. There's there's a patio. There's a nice patio. Hopefully the weather will cooperate. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, hoping we have good weather. But, yeah, it's, it's a family-friendly place. Um, the beer is very good. The service is very good. Um, and, and, you know, we always have fun when we're out there. So we're, we're definitely looking forward to uh, – to getting a chance so, so again we'll be out there from noon until we sell out um the bar opens at noon the food starts at noon so you know grab some beer um they also do growler fill so if there's a beer you like by all means you can bring some home with you um so yeah we hope to see you guys out there yep that's it i mean that's really you know we got to get working on that um keep tweaking our recipes and we'll have everything ready we'll have our four horseman sauce as yeah. well always but that's really about it this week, guys and gals and things yeah. in between, whatever you got. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we have, we'll have some new interviews coming, hopefully, in the coming weeks. Uh, you know, different, not, you know, pit masters, of course, but hopefully uh, some other folks in and around the barbecue realm. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll reach out to some of our friends to help facilitate some of those interviews. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Catch you on the flip side.